0: Welcome to In The Room, where we explore the elusive world of casting for film, TV, and commercials. Join us as we interview directors, writers, producers, and actors, taking a deep dive into their experiences with casting and how the ultimate decisions are made in bringing a story to the screen. Get an inside look at casting and find out what really goes on. In The Room.
1: Omar, but boys call me Papa Omar. You could join us. Join you? Yeah. I'm not no orphan. I just moved that floor. You can't expect street kids to learn manners overnight. You've got
0: 20 years to learn, Omar.
1: Everybody has their trials and their tribulations. Remember- All right, listen up, guys. Atención! There's a storm that's going to reach the coast in a few hours. But good news, after we get done eating, we can line sandbags to protect from flooding. We're orphans, not idiots. Maybe God just wanted to get all the unluckiest kids in one building so he could crush us all yeah, at get once. Going Hurricane Odile
2: was the biggest storm we've seen in decades.
1: How much food do we have left?
3: About a week. well I'm Heather Kafka, and yeah. I'm an actor.
2: I'm John Williams. I'm a casting director.
3: I'm Kendra Franklin. I'm an actor and a casting assistant. And- Kendra,
1: I you do look familiar.
2: Yeah, we Sorry met.
3: We met. We met once when I was in Atlanta. We met. Was,
1: in- I, was I charming? <laughs> you, yes,
3: you were. I, yes, it was in like an intimate, like personal setting. Like we know the same people.
1: Yeah, let's talk about this offline.
3: Right. That's why I said- <laughs> we know the same
1: people. All right.
2: So who are you? Let's We're going to tell you who you Jimmy, are.
0: Jimmy, I'm going to tell you who you are. Okay, I'm going to read this beautiful passage on this very special episode of In the Room. Okay. Jimmy Gonzalez, the son of migrant farm workers, was born in Texas and raised in rural Oregon. His father struggled with addiction and was in and out of prison. His mother was disabled after a serious accident. At various points from a young age, Jimmy worked as a drug courier and a lookout. He spent his teenage years living in foster homes, where he dreamed of becoming an actor. After leaving foster care, Jimmy worked construction jobs. By his mid-20s, he was acting in community theater in Austin, Texas. He landed a minor role on the show Prison Break, followed by small roles in shows like The Walking Dead, NCIS, New Orleans, and Sleepy Hollow. In 2018, he landed a recurring role on the AMC show Lodge 49, followed by another role on the FX show Mayans MC. His first starring role came in the 2021 Blue Miracle, headlining opposite Dennis Quaid. For this, Jimmy drew heavily on his personal experience with childhood poverty and foster care to play the role of Omar, the director of a struggling orphanage. And now you can see him in the Ava Longoria directed film Flamin' Hot about the invention of Flamin' Hot Cheetos.
2: From Rags to Riches. <laughs> hey,
0: hey! <laughs> hey. <laughs>
2: Dude, that's quite a bio. Right? Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I mean congratulations uh, too, man. That's a that's a hard hard start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting um yeah. It, it I mean it,
2: I know when you when you go through it yourself, you you've had to deal with it, so you don't you don't see but hearing it and reading it, it's like congratulations, man, you know? Thank you, you. you made it through. I appreciate that yeah. yeah,
1: yeah it's it's an interesting thing to hear, um because it you know you have a relationship with with it with your life, and um it, you know some people look back on their life and they're like, "Oh yeah, I had an awesome childhood, you know, and who, uh, who are these people
0: uh, i I'm actually one of them I've, okay yeah, yeah right I, I've, I've had childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see, that's it. That's what I'm saying. It's and my it's like, adulthood cool. that's a fucking nightmare,
1: <laughs> but see, that's the thing is like, I guess like I don't know i I used to have this chip on my shoulder, and i and i I know hard to believe. Uh, but I used to have this chip on my shoulder about it, man. and i hate, I hated like my like when I was a kid, I'd just be like, why, God, you know, seriously, constantly. Um, but now as I gotten older, I realized, man, what an asset. Yeah. You know, did what it a feel, fucking asset.
0: Did it feel like chaos to you or did it feel just like normal because it just is
3: yeah, your you're just existence? Living it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was actually, uh, quite terrifying all the time. I was in a lot of terror all the time. Um, and so. Uh, I I recently went out on a date with this this lady, and she was like, um, we we're out in public, and people are walking around, and she's just kind of like na 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 nah, talking and like telling me great stories, but like, you know, she would stop in the middle of the sidewalk, and and just people would, like almost run over her, and kids, and so on and so forth, and she's totally unaware. But I was kind of like head on a swivel, and she's like, God, you're just like always on point, and wow. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's kind of annoying, but, um, that's, you know, that's a residual.
0: That's what kept you alive. I'm sure. Yeah. Survival instinct. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're we're,
2: we're already making you sweat. All right. So let's talk. Yeah. It was
0: just, it it was just a little bit chaotic. Yeah. And so then how from all of that did you in any way, shape or form, find the headspace to desire becoming an actor or even think about acting in anything
1: yeah, 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 that's a great question, you know when I was a little kid i, I was the eldest of four, and my, my I had two sisters and a little brother, and my dad would like go to bed kind of early like eight o'clock or whatever um and my mom, she doesn't speak English. She's from Mexico. So she doesn't speak any English, but she just loves, she hates Mexican films, but she loves American horror films.
3: Oh my God. And I,
1: I fucking hate it. I hated them. And, and I was a child. I was like fucking five. Right. And so what she would do is like, she, you know, every Friday night, you know, we lived about a mile away from the Safeway and the Blockbuster, and so every Friday night at like eight o'clock, she would put my brothers and sisters to bed on like I don't know some like trumped up charges, you know, go to bed, you know, and so they'd have to go to sleep, and then we would go to to the Blockbuster, and well, first we'd go to uh, get some ice cream for me um to eat my feelings because i knew what was coming <laughs> and then and then we go to the blockbuster and she would pick a video based on the cover right and so we would you know it was like halloween and like jason and like nightmare on house all this crazy shit and we would sit and watch these movies and i would interpret them for her because i spoke english
0: oh my god i didn't even think it was of amazing that part
1: yeah it was fucking amazing and but i was constantly terrified because i fucking hated these movies i was like in my little mind i'm like this is already a horror film yeah. why do we have to you know pack it on
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Just i can't like, even imagine and so anyhow
1: um Wait, hold on.
2: But when One you're when, when you're when you're doing this, are you acting it out? Or are you just no? You're... Well,
1: kind kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, kind of a little bit. You know, because like there were some things that I just didn't understand. Like I didn't know how to stay. them. You know, like it's like mm-hmm. from English to Spanish or whatever. So I'd be like. You know, um uh, 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 yeah, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and my mom would be like, why that's so stupid, you know, porque, you know, why? Right. You know, I go, um, uh, You know what I mean? Like it's like, whatever. And so um, you know, it just was it was one of those things. But yeah. so so we go to um We go, one night we go to, we go through the routine, you know, she puts my brothers and sisters to bed, you know, um, and, um, and then we go to, to the Hollywood or to the Blockbuster and to the Segway, whatever. kids,
2: Blockbuster is a place that you rent these things called VHS. Okay. Okay,
1: Thank you, John. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For all the kids out there. Right. Right. And they went into this big fucking like thing that was called a VHS player. Yeah. 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 VCR. Exactly. -hmm. And, um, she picked of this movie called the elephant man
3: Okay. oh do you guys do you yeah, i yeah, remember it dude. creeped me out it creeped I, me
0: I, out i, as a I kid. love that
1: movie yeah
2: it's scary uh, uh, it,
0: yeah oh yeah yeah i mean
1: it well do, do you guys remember what the poster or the cover yeah was yeah. Like yes. yeah yeah that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like a guy with a potato sack and like yeah. one hole yes mm-hmm. it's fucking terrifying it's terrifying, it
0: is. It is. It's, terrifying. it's
1: just like is that you know yeah, what I'm, yeah. I'm, so give me a rom-com go, com, mom yeah something like I, I always wanted to watch like G.I. Joe and shit you know what I yeah. like, whatever Rambo like, oh, you
3: know.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly mm-hmm. um so we watched that movie and we didn't say a word to each other not one word it was so visually powerful and that story is about you know, this elephant guy who's, like, goes from, like, being exploited in the tunnels of London, you know, as a freak show, to, like, high, high society. And so, like, that journey just really blew my mind. Yeah. And I saw what it did to my mom. And I was like, I want to do that. Oh, wow. You know? And that's that's what... How
2: old was that? And they, How old was that?
1: I was, like, I would think I was, like, six or seven. Damn. See, yeah. that's,
0: like... See, I mean, I watched those movies a lot later, and at some point I cut out the slasher films that couldn't handle it. But I was completely traumatized by um, Stanley Kubrick. My parents were watching what's the one with the eyeballs and the The
2: shiny uh, a clockwork orange? The, yes.
0: Yeah. I can't see how traumatized oh. I can't even remember the name of it. They were trying to watch a clockwork orange while I was like on my yeah. Atari 2600, uh, like in the other part of the entertainment center, and they would be like, Amazing. Don't just play your game, other Play your game, and I'm like, what the hell is yeah. happening there? So I'm totally traumatized by that movie. So you were like yeah, five or six, and then you movie. saw the power of that cinematic yeah, I mean, it expression. Didn't, it,
1: it didn't. It didn't really. Don't like. It wasn't until many years, like you know, growing up, and y- the message you got was like, you know, you're successful if you don't go to prison. You know, if you can, you know. um have kids a bunch of kids you know um or you don't die um and so that's like the ceiling and so like being an actor was like whatever so um i took the um i took the uh traditional route based on my environment and i became like a crazy drunk alcoholic (laughs) like drug addict and i just went down that road and it wasn't until I was like 26, 25 until I was like, all right. I," And I had the itch, man. I used to like go watch a movie. I, I would watch like six or seven films in the theater a week, you know? Um, and um, yeah. And you know, so I, I didn't really like commit my life to it until like I was like 25. And then I went for it.
0: Where were you? How did you end up actually taking steps to do it? Actually, I was in Austin. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I, I left, I left Portland when I was 21, and I went to the South Pacific, this little island called Saipan, near Guam.
2: Yeah, of course. Like yeah, of course. The- why wouldn't you? Yeah, make, make well, of, sure. of course. Next it it total a natural, sense. natural <laughs> it
0: was, next step. It was in
1: yeah. It was like it was like I was like oh you know I'm gonna. Did you literally
2: throw you something know, at, a, at a at a map like yeah. a
1: He's like I can drink. <laughs> Dude, there. I swear to God. It, this is just crazy. I, I was actually chasing this girl and I was going out like, I met this John, girl. I should have that. I should have known that. Come on. Yeah. Come yeah. On. yeah. I was chasing a girl and I was dating her or I was trying to go out with her. She had just started working at this restaurant I was waiting tables at in Portland. And, but she came in to the restaurant to apply to this place. And it was like, it, it was, they, they hired by committee, right? And so, you know, you everybody on the staff, if you were on that shift and somebody came in to apply, would uh would interview them and sandy came in and it's in the middle of the winter in fucking portland oregon where like you know just like everyone looks like a vampire by like february i don't care what nationality you are you know and so and so like she came in and she had this like fucking glow and it was this tan it was a tan she had this tan and i was like how the fuck did you get that Mm -hmm. and she goes Guam. She told me the story. I was in Guam. I was in Saipan. And I'm like, I'm going there. <laughs> but in the meantime, can we go out on a date? <laughs> you know? It was awesome. And she said, she like kind of shepherded me through the process. And I ended up like leaving. I met her in wow. August and I was gone in, in November. And I was in the island. It was the first time I ever experienced a, a, a fucking sunburn. It was, it was, it was atrocious.
0: So from Guam uh, to Austin.
1: Well, so I go, no, I go to Saipan. I'm there for two years. And then I go to Maui for like six months and just surf and smoke weed. And then I go and I come back to Portland. I'm like, I'm literally there for like three weeks and it's like branding like crazy. I'm like, fuck this place. like. And so I go to Mexico and then from, because I have family in Monterrey. From Monterrey, I went down to Cancun. I got this job interpreting um, for this tour guide this 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 like a histo- this guy he was like a historian and he would take Europeans through the Mayan ruins like Chichen Itza Tulum Uxmal all these places and i i i got connected to him to this company called greyline tours i was there for about 8 months and my contract was up and i was like all right i'm ready to go to new york city and become a big actor you know and i was telling my boss i was leaving and they hold on to your shit like your passport and stuff while you're working and this guy's like sitting in a desk and he's just like oh you want to you want to be an actor huh and I was like yeah you know I'm gonna be an actor this and he's like he's like but like every day you act like while you're here you know with all the people right and I was like yeah but it's kind of think it's the same and he goes no no it's the same thing man you want to stay you want to stay and I was like no 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 I want to go I want to go and he goes, listen you go home and you think about it and then tomorrow we'll talk some more and he's got my fucking passport. Oh, and so I call my I call my uncle, who's in Monterrey. He's like a big business dude there. And he goes, um, he hears, he goes, okay, tell me again what he said to you. And I tell him. He goes, no, no, no. Okay. And he said this. And I said, yeah. And he goes, he said, you want to stay? And I said, yeah. And he goes, did he smile? And I said, yeah. And he goes, okay, what I want you to do is go back to your apartment. I want to get get everything you need to get that you can carry. And then I want you to take a taxi in the middle of the night to the airport. And I'm going to fly you back to Monterey. And I was like, what? <laughs> wow. Like, what are you talking about? Turns out that guy was a narco mm-hmm. and he wanted me to stay. He was giving me a veiled threat. Like you're going to stay because you're making us money. Yeah. And so I, I had an ID from Portland and I got on a plane in the uh, Cancun airport and flew back to Monterrey. And then my uncle paid to get my passport back from that Holy guy. Shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so where's the script? Oh, yeah. yeah. Boring, right? And then, and
1: then, and then I had literally like 75, I worked for fucking eight months. Like I didn't meet, and like, I had all this money saved up to go to New York and it was gone. Like I had to give my money, a lot of my money to my uncle and to that guy and all this shit. And to get, your, to get your passport back
2: or did you get, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah I did. Um, and I had set like 79 bucks to my name. And I knew this one guy that I met in, in Portland like a year or, or prior, like two years prior, who was from Austin. And he was up in Portland trying to get a job. And I helped him get a job at this same restaurant that I was working at. And he gave me my, he gave me his number. And he gave me his sister's number who lived in Austin. And she goes, he goes, uh, if you're ever in Austin, give my sister a call. And I was like, okay, cool. I fucking still had her number. So I went to the Greyhound station in Monterrey. I bought a one-way ticket to Austin. It was the only place I can get to from Monterrey. So I went to Austin.
2: Which was Austin. $79. Yeah.
1: It was literally like 70 bucks. <laughs> I had like nine bucks Jesus. to my name. No joke. And I get to Austin and I call this, this girl and she used to work at Chewy's. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother told me about you. He actually lives here now and he lives off of old tour. And I was like, Oh, really? She goes, yeah, you should give him a call. His name is Eric. And I was like, all right, I'll call him up. I call him up. This other dude picks up his name is blounder. I never got his name, his real name. And he's a big pot smoker. And he's just like, <coughs> yeah, hello. And I was like, Hey man, I'm looking for Eric. Is he there? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> And that dude gave me directions to come back to his place from the Greyhound in in Austin. And so I rode a bus, like the Cap Metro or whatever the, that, yeah. you know, bus is to that place off of Old Torp. I slept in their computer room for like eight months. I worked at Chewy's, you know, it was just, and then I just started taking classes. Uh, with um, just anybody. Right, hold that on, whole... that's chapter one.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah, right, right.
1: <laughs> that's the, like. The, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah,
2: that's that, well. Sorry, that's the that's the. Yeah. I mean, if you just you just sold, I think someone right, on, on, on on a on a publishing deal. I think he's made a publishing deal for your bio. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how did but you? Yeah, find, how did you find an acting class? the um, around. You new
1: people. Yeah, I started. So I remember I was talking to Eric and all these other dudes at Chewy's. I was bussing tables. I was like twenty four or whatever. And um, oh, oh no, no. And so, so I started working at Chewy's, and then, um, do you know where Lifetime Fitness is on Fifth Street?
3: Yeah. in Lamar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It used to be called um, Gold's Gym, and it was also. And then after that, it was Pure Awesome Fitness. Yes. Now it's yes. Lifetime. Yes. So, before the Whole Foods was there, it was just this big, huge, empty lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I rode my bike. So, I really, when I was in Saipan, I really got into fitness. Um, and it was just kind of like, I was just working on this. I was, what I was doing is I was trying to like stop drinking and I was yeah. using fitness as my addiction. Oh, and so I was like, I need, I need a fucking gym to go to. And I walked into this building the pure Austin building, the lifetime building, and it was just being built. And I walk in and this dude, it wasn't, it wasn't even open. And this dude comes up to me and he's like looking at me and he goes, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm looking for a job. You know, I want to work at the front desk so I can get a free membership. And he looked at me and he's like, well, and I could I can think about it now. We used to talk about it all the time, but, but he kind of looked at me funny and he goes, well, I don't have a job in the front desk, but I have a job at the smoothie bar that's going to be behind the front desk. Do you want to do that? And I was like, can I get a free membership? And he's like, you got it. And I was like, all right, cool. It goes, be here tomorrow at 4.30 in the morning. And I was like, Fuck.
0: Uh, Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> well, damn smoothie drinkers. It,
2: but but he, you're still really good friends with that guy today, right?
1: That guy helped get me sober. Yeah, yeah. His name is Beto Bojano.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: that's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And so I started working there, and then all of these actors would come in, like Sandra Bullock, Russell Crowe, Dennis Quaid. I fucking served Dennis Quaid smoothies <laughs> when I was working there.
0: That's amazing. I bet Do you he- guys talk about I it? I you you he, he about remembered it? you too, right?
1: Yeah. Dude, we were doing press. And one of the fucking like one of the journalists was like, "We just saw a Facebook post of somebody that worked at the Pure Austin where you used to work, Jimmy, sw- serving smoothies." And they talked about how you served smoothies to Dennis Quaid like 20 years ago, and Dennis was like, "Well." Hmm. <laughs> um, Thanks for telling me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right.
1: <laughs> of God.
0: Okay. So you got this job and then these actors yeah, come in so, and then you tell yeah. one of them like, Hey, I want to be an actor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there was, I think there was this one dude that used to work there. He was a real estate guy named Denver and he used to come in and he was a member and he was also, he was, he kind of looked like Matt Damon. And like, I kind of got friendly with him was like, Hey dude, like. What do you do and he goes well I'm, I'm a real estate agent but i'm really an actor and i was like oh cool man i want to be an actor he goes well you should come down to this class that i'm doing and god what the fuck is this guy's name um
0: who taught the class
1: this, yeah he, and i think he's still around i can't remember his name
3: he but he austin was in blood he was what's in- that love i was saying is he still in austin or you think he's left? Actually,
0: I think he's in Atlanta. Though.
3: Okay, because I was like, I don't know any were you going to say
0: Blood Simple? Yeah, he was in it. Yeah,
1: and he's a guy that worked that lived in Austin and taught classes all the time.
3: I can't, and I can't then Mona Lee, and I heard about yeah, I, Mona yeah. Lee. I was like, I remember my cousin took a, a acting class with a guy, but he said that that male teacher left. So that's why I'm thinking but I can't remember be the name. The same guy. I yeah. Can't either.
0: Sorry, sir. Yeah. Whoever you taught all of these great classes, and yeah. none of us can remember your name. <laughs> Sorry,
1: he was a really nice guy. And one time, like we had a falling out because I was doing a scene and he interrupted me, and I was like, "Don't fucking ever interrupt me!" You know, and he's like, "Get out!"
0: <laughs> oh shit!
1: It was Note to self,
2: yeah. Don't
0: cut Jimmy. Don't cut Jimmy off. <laughs> oh, let him fucking finish. finish.
3: <laughs> oh. Did you ever get to go back? <laughs> no okay God, okay so back.
0: then then what are you doing then you audition for stuff or you how do you get an agent did you get an agent
1: oh that's this is a pretty good story too so i mean not that i've told any good stories up to no point, with names but, like
0: flounder and denver i'm really bored
1: denver's great dude he's still an agent in austin a real estate agent
0: Oh, that's and he awesome. quit
1: and like yeah he's a good dude and he like saw the movie and he was like man he, he wrote me he's like dude i'm so like so inspiring Aww. i remember all this stuff it was like super nice well um i was with um i was with a I guess acclaim is that, is yeah, that their name yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they, they they've had a really interesting like history in shit. Yes. like they've yes, got they like crazy stuff yes i was with those guys and i was like not getting any audition I was, like this is bullshit you know i don't you know and then everyone was like you should you should go with this new lady named Heather. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Who's that?" And she goes, "Oh, there she's from New York. Her name is Heather Collier. Mm-hmm. She's a fucking hustler. She's like no bullshit. You know, bad act. You know." I was like, "I want her." <laughs> yeah. And so, Talk so about like that. Heather just got the a great
0: endorsement. I know. I was <laughs> yeah. like, "That's my
3: agent." So totally.
1: <laughs> she, yeah, she's she's great. No bullshit, right? Everyone. So she was bullshit. off the scene. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted it. Mm -hmm. And so she was, uh, do you remember when she had the office over off of, uh, um, on the other side of Lamar, like where she had this office in this, like she had this little, it was almost like a little dungeon. It was like in the basement of this house, you know, I don't know. It was just like a small place. But when I lived in Portland, I I was a bike messenger and that was like, I love biking. I bike all the time. And I had the bike messenger bag and I had the hat, you know, and blah, 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 blah. And I used to walk around in my cleats in the grocery store and be like, kalank, 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 you know, all this bullshit. And like, I'm like, how am I going to get, you know, how am I going to get to this lady, you know? And I, and I was also doing a play downtown in like downtown Austin. And I was like, okay, huh. I go, you know what? Fuck it. She's from New York. Like, you know i i i i used to be a bike messenger like i'm just gonna fuck my act my way into her office so i got a little clipboard i got a manila envelope and i got um some some uh uh like some tickets or whatever like for for the play for opening night Mm -hmm. which is like don't ever do that like Wait for a couple of weeks you right. know, to invite right.
3: Not opening. <laughs> you got to get all the anxiety out.
1: It was just like right. the stupidest part of my plan. But I said, fuck it. I'm going to give it a shot. So I put on my little stupid little biker cap. I put it down low. I got the manila envelope. I put it in my messenger bag. And I rode my bike over to her office. And I walked in. I had a little clipboard. And I pulled out my thing, like the manila like envelope. And I had my 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 paper clip and I pulled it out and I handed it to her. And she was like, you know, you know Heather, you know, she was just like on the phone, like on her fucking, you know, I knocked her on the door. She's like, come in. Yeah, no, 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 we're not gonna do that. And she's just like, yeah, just you know, put it right down there. Like, uh uh-huh, No, I, that's not gonna happen. Absolutely not. No, I'm not gonna go for that. No, and I handed her the pen and she just like took it and she signed it and I handed her the manila envelope and I turned around and I left. <laughs> Dude, she, show, she she showed up. She
3: came.
0: That's she came. Crazy that she came.
1: Yeah. She came and she was just like, because I had like, I don't know. I, I had like, I think I had a headshot in there or some shit in there too or whatever. Oh yeah, in this. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Everybody's you know? digital now. But I made it yeah. official.
1: Yeah. And so she showed up and she was like something to the nature of like, like, wow, that was a really you know, I can see the potential in this place. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can
3: see the potential.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: And she goes, but otherwise, you're great. Do you have an agent? And I was like, no. Did she, she goes, put you want two said, and two together? That's how you
3: did that's it. How you
1: did, it. Yeah, did, so she did she, she put, she put two and two together? That's how I did it. Did she know that you said Not to like, not, you I told didn't her? say anything for like, no, not for like a year. And then I told her. And she was like, oh, that's a good idea. And I was like, I don't <laughs> Oh,
0: that's amazing.
3: Yeah, that's when everything was so open like you can't really just walk right? into places anymore you gotta yeah. have a key fob to get to the front door to get to like even yeah. just delivering foods places they don't even let you go upstairs you gotta leave it at the front desk so yeah. it's like that was that was sneaky Well, part. there's a will there's a yeah wife. yeah that's right okay so <laughs>
0: jimmy so then you go on your very yeah. first real official audition do you remember it
1: yeah fuck all right cool um did you shit the bed i'm sure i did <laughs> i still shit the bed Um, that's John
0: (laughs) We all do Right, we're
1: human I think I went in I remember I went in Yeah, I went in for this um, It was an industrial It was like a non-union industrial thing Um, no, it was like a video Or it was a country video Or I can't fucking remember It was weird, but I ended up Like, it was like my second or third audition And I booked it And, um I was just like this like little I was like a supporting character like and I think it was this video because it was shot at the old airport and then hangar that was abandoned and there was like my I just the lead guy was standing guy named Devin who's still my like we became friends and he's my friend now still and um he was like it was like this little sad country song and Devin's like the lead and He's like standing in this airport waiting for his girl to show up, and it's raining in the airport, and it's just like I come up and I'm just like his buddy, and I'm like I'm like I'm like Nah, man, let's go, man, let's get out of here, you know, whatever. And Devin did a bunch of takes, and then my take was gonna come up where I come up and my you know try to escort him away at the you know at the at the, at the crescendo of the song or some shit. And it was like a hundred bucks and it was like pretty shitty, but I remember I got the best, the best, the best fucking direction. Um, so I go up and I do like the first take and I like, I mean, I'm just fucking acting like a, like, I'm just like, no bro, come on. You know, and like, it's just like, real. I'm like hamming it up. And the guy and there's like like water machines, like you know, water and shit, you know, literally in the set, you know. And so the guy yelled, the first AD yells cut, the director yells cut or whatever, and he's like, All right, cut, cut, cut. And he goes, Jimmy, come here. So I was like, all right, cool, man. I walk up and and he goes, Yeah, that was that was great, man. That was good. That was good. We're gonna do it again. uh, but this time I want you to do it better.
2: That, I mean that, that's always the first sign. that was great. Yeah, no, no, that was great. No.
1: <laughs> We're gonna do it
3: again. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah,
1: okay. Oh, so bigger, you want it bigger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, i didn't I didn't get it. Devin, my buddy, this is like where I kind of our friendship was like since he was like, he's like, dude, you're so good, man. You know, or whatever. <laughs> like, I was like, this is my best friend,,
0: <laughs> 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 so. Then yeah. are you like on a roll okay. of auditioning? Are yeah. you like doing it a then, lot now? Cause you, you're so amazing. Overnight success. right? Yeah. Like you did that. Yeah, did totally. It. Right. Then you're yeah. on a boat with Dennis Quaid. You're like, this is it. Yeah. This is yeah. The one. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. This, this is, this is the new Marlon Brando. <laughs> yeah. um, man, no, I just, I don't know. It was like. I just kept doing like little things, you know, everywhere I could. I was like doing workshops. I'd go up to New York and do some workshops and I was obsessed with it. I was just, I, I didn't, cause I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I had no idea. I still don't. But and I, and I, I want people
2: like, to know anything about you. I want them to know your work ethic and your hustle. Like, I know seriously, if you can convey anything, like how much hustle and how hard you tried from New York to New Orleans to Texas to LA to New York, like just how much you time you put Atlanta. In.
1: Atlanta, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing, is like I I don't know what I can't really pinpoint it. You know, it's like a moving target, this obsession that I have with it. Um, and I think I think it has to do with like literally kind of has to do with like when I was a kid, this is the thing that really kind of always like, like it always just kind of like percolates in my brain. Um Is just that that power of story, there was that movie, the Alpha man dropped a little seed in my head in my soul. And it just grew and grew and grew and grew. And so it was like, I, I'm trying to figure out how to do that for other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, But yeah, I, and so I just like doggedly pursue that all the time, you know, but yeah, I just kept going and going and going. Um, um, and, and it's almost like the more like people said no to me because people said no to me my whole life, you know? Yeah. And so it was like, no. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
3: I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay.
1: You know, um but damn, I'm getting tired.
0: <laughs> is this you now, Jimmy? Getting tired? Um, I don't know.
1: I don't. It, it's.
2: I feel like you're getting comfortable in your skin, and you're getting comfortable in your art. You're getting comfortable in your process. Is
1: what I feel like. Like that's great, man. Thank you yeah yeah I guess like I've never been married, um, but I feel like it's like a marriage, you know, you fall in and out of love with it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying
3: Mhm yeah
0: I
1: don't know what about you guys how you i mean, fuck, Heather, you've been doing it
2: forever,
0: yeah, and I'm so successful. <laughs> she's okay, she's, I don't she's, five,
2: she's five times divorced
0: <laughs> listen <laughs> so it's it's like listen it's it's hard it's hard to look at at your particular journey i can't look at myself and say that i haven't had a successful journey but i just mm-hmm. i still haven't found that place where um There's a lot of forward momentum and I get to just be an actor because I'm financially supported by it. And now, now that I'm older, I don't know. I'm having some real issues where it's like I want that comfortableness of being able to just live in this one skin and not have to constantly fight for a fucking dollar. And I'm getting tired. You know, I'm getting I'm getting tired of. I, too, have hustled. From the minute I wanted to do it at six years old, it's all I ever wanted to do and have hustled and mm. hustled and hustled. And just now, at over forty, I am tired, you know. <laughs> um, so it's a weird uh, it's a weird moment, it's a weird intersection of trying to figure out, do I just sort of relax and let go and and perhaps it will come to me, or do I just keep grinding? Um, I don't know that it's like too long in the game now to just ever completely just walk away. And I, too, have been trying to create that thing, that thing that you saw, that power of storytelling. That's what got me. And so right now, for some reason, I am also having a conflict of interest with the world and what we are doing as far as our stories and the impact they're able to have. I'm having a real uh, disappointment in it where I don't know if it's, we just have too much of everything all the time, too much product, that nothing is sacred. But, you know, back in the 70s and even the 80s, it's like that movie coming out, you know, in the summer, it, it, that's the only time you got the blockbuster. Halloween was the only time you got the scary movie. And so it was like really everything was really impacting and precious. And I feel like almost nothing is anymore. There's just so much that or, I'm finding Before you it, come
2: across something and it's like siloed in this world and you discover it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, have you seen this? And everyone's like, no, no. no. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's like much. we're not, it's not joining us all together. It's not, uh, it's not collectively impacting us. And that was the, that was what was always the important drive for me. So I don't know. I'm soul searching. That's for another episode. <laughs>
1: well, I'm curious is like, you know, there's a lot to unpack there, and and I I appreciate that transparency because that's that's a hard thing I think for people to admit that they're in this place of um, uncertainty, mm. right? Um, especially especially and, and in our business
2: because you're supposed to portray this sort of like doing great. I'm, yeah, like, got you know, it Everyone, that comes, me, everyone yeah. that comes to me, everyone that comes talks to me. I'm like. Man, everyone's got so much going on. Like I don't have anything going on and they're like, I'm in this play and I got this coming out. And yeah. I'm doing this and I'm doing this, you know? So it's rare. Yeah. It's rare to have that vulnerability, so.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm here. Totally I'm here do. to I'm here to deliver the buffet of <laughs> vulnerability and insecurity and uncertainty for everyone. <laughs> no, I guess you know that's just my moment right now and I'm and I'm grappling with that. I'm trying to figure it out. You know, cuz even like you've seen some things come out Where it's got heavy, heavy hitters, big, beautiful fucking stories of a thing. And then nobody saw it. Nobody, no, it's like, maybe now it's on Netflix, catch it. And I'm like, those people gave their fucking souls to create that. And I feel like it's not getting through this thick skin of, I don't know, technology that we're all burdened by right now.
3: No, I get it it's just so many also it's like so much is out on so many different platforms and that's why we all don't know like what's out like you're saying and and then I find out later like I'm into something and then that I started and I found out oh shit this came out like two years ago and now it's canceled it's canceled like it was so good no but I I mean I agree like I get it and the limbo is like real it's real (laughs) How are you feeling in your in
0: your audition process right now? I mean, how are you feeling in the grind for you in your career?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, I had a callback yesterday for for like a video game. Can I you know? ask
0: you real quick? Was it in person or was it self? It was in person. Oh, it was in person. Hallelujah.
1: Yeah. It, it, yeah. LA's, it doing, like,
2: LA's doing more in person still.
1: Yeah, but this is a video game of like big big company and um uh i went through the casting director was like oh yeah they called like i don't know there was like 500 people and then it's now between you and like two other dudes or whatever and um it was in this weird like it wasn't weird it was just like this big warehouse with like pads and you know like like it was just you know it's a video game facility and it was really kind of cool right but there was like five people in the room and they were all behind like doing technical stuff. And they were like, you know, recording me and doing sound and all this stuff. And it was interesting. Cause I like got first, it, it was the first live audition. I've been on in a, a long time. Um, maybe about a year, I would say or so. Almost like a screen mm. test. Yeah, it was yeah. exactly what it was like. And, you know, the director, like, it was a 45-minute appointment. I was there for literally 45 minutes. And the first, like, five minutes, the director and I were talking, and uh, and then we started kind of getting into it, and I was just like, you know, I was just kind of, like, doing the thing, and he's like, re- kind of, not redirecting me, but asked me if I wanted to do it again, I would do it again, and i take, like, I took, find like this, like the second or third tape, uh, I said, you know what? Um can I just can I try it one last, you know, I'm just can I do one last one? And he was like, uh yeah, a hundred percent, you know. So and I just went, I just was like, something in me was like, all right, this is this is your time. You know, this is not about them. This is your time. So let's tell this story right now. And I just I just Fucking went for it. And uh then he, he was like, okay. And he goes, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. He was like, that was riveting. I couldn't get my eyes off of me. This, that, and he sat the other. And I was like, Is it, that's
2: not, all right, that's not relax. That, that's not what we're doing here, but that was yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah.
1: Right, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Was that English? <laughs> um Dude, it was, I was so, that's, I think that kind of summarizes your, you know, answers the question. It's like, I'm just saying, I'm coming into the room and I'm doing my work with the attitude. Like, it is my responsibility in this moment to give you what I, what I have. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give all of you to you what I have. um, And I'm going to push myself to open myself up as much as I possibly can. And then whatever I leave on the table there for you guys, if you can use it in your big puzzle, then great. And if not, then thank you for letting me do my work. And then I'm done. You know,
0: how do you prepare for that?
1: It's almost like hypnosis. I like to hypnotize myself. I go for walks and I have conversations about the circumstances in the world. Um, I, I, I imagine oftentimes like, you know, I'm having a conversation with this person in the scene or people in the scene, I haven't seen them in a long time and I have so much I want to share with them, you know, and I just front load it. And then I I'll come in with that. And
2: you're probably in the world in your head as you come in you're trying to stay in that sort of imagination world so you're not even like in the in the presence of of what the reality is i mean you can obviously shift but you're trying to live in in the world and so when they say go
1: ahead you can easily be in that world that's great yeah 100% great. yeah 100% it's like fighting you know um i boxed quite a bit and you know i it takes me not because i'm older but just because like you know, there's a certain like relaxation that I need to be in, um, a combat. Mm-hmm. And so I need to kind of go through the motions and I'll just bam, 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 you know, bam, 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 bam. And that's the same thing with this work. It's like, it's just, I'm kind of ramping up, ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. And I make sure to, to like throttle myself a little bit because I'm I guess like so I'm going to deviate just to answer your question a little bit um, I listened to this interview with this guy and he was talking about how there was a crisis uh, in the ML and Major League Baseball I think I might have told you this story before John but they were MLB was going to the Dominican and they were hiring, they were taking out these huge contracts on these ball players out there who were like big time hitters, like you know, at the bat. And um, but they weren't majority of them weren't transferring over to MLB from the Dominican League. And they couldn't figure out why, and they were losing billions of dollars. And so, um, A psychologist did all this work on it and figured out that these guys, the Dominicans, the reason they're so good is because they just play, and they like they're like children. They play like little children. It's nothing is serious, and they swing at everything, right? And so these 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 scouts were seeing these guys just knocking the balls out of the park, and they were getting dollar signs in their eyes, and they were, hiring these guys, and they weren't transferring over. But it's not that when they came to the MLB that they lost their ability to hit. They just they lost their ability to discern between picking the right pitches. And so they had to teach these players how to look at the ball differently as it's coming out of the pitcher's hands. And then that, that made the whole difference. And so, for me, coming from the place that I came from, you know, I'm a hammer and everything is a fucking nail. And so, now, getting to this place in my life where I'm actually in the MLB, I can't take swings at everything. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I'll just... I'll burn out. So I have to figure out a process to throttle myself back and pay attention to the pitches that are coming in my direction and how I need to take the stance and what kind of swing I'm going to go for. Right. And so as I'm preparing for these auditions or these roles, I'm throttling it back and watching and watching and watching and trusting that it's going to. It's either going to be there or it's not. Mm.
0: That's brave. That's really hard. I think that's a challenge to be able to trust yourself in that moment because it is such a vulnerable letting go of everything. But it kind of sounds like what you're saying is that um, one of the things that can get forgotten in an actor's experience is that we actually, me, you, you, we actually are the instrument. And yeah. so whereas any musician is going to tune their instrument, is going to, you know, do all the stuff before they then create the magical music, it's like we have a lot of instrumental work to do, too. And sometimes that just means relaxing. Like sometimes that just means psyching yourself out, you know, playing whatever music gets you feeling really pumped and really powerful for that particular role or audition or whatever. Um, and it's, it's always got to come from a place of relaxed like a state of relaxed, you're in your seat, you're comfortable in yourself. And I think that's, you know, very similar to what you're expressing is that, you know, you got to see what kind of pitches are coming your way for who Jimmy is.
2: I mean, I I think also too, in in, in the room, it's like, it's a pass in that song. It's not like I have to, I'm playing the song. It's my music. I'm going to come in and perform the song for you. I'm not playing this song so that you tell me I'm playing the song, right? Yeah. This is just my chance to play the song. That's right. And I'm going to play play it this way. And you might have some ideas about, Hey, I want the tempo like this or, you know, change Mm -hmm. it a little bit, but it's like you, you having the confidence and feeling comfortable enough to be like, no, this is how, this is how I would play the song. song. Yeah. Yeah, This is how I'd play the song. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, I mean, that's up to you, but this is how I would play the song. And having that confidence and being that comfortable, we pick up on that and we're like, mm-hmm. man, it's not really what I was thinking, but I really like, I like, what, they I like what they did and I like the truthful and I like the confidence. I feel like this guy, I can
3: work with him.
0: It's exciting because it's unique because it's only going to come from Jimmy a Jimmy way. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
3: Did you struggle with that? Like over time, like in the beginning, you know, learning to be an actor, okay, I the line says this, so I got to do this and then get to a point you know, throughout your career, like, you know what, let me not just play what's on the page. I'm going to, like you just said, like, now I feel good enough to be like, I'm going to throw this in there. Cause you know, there's that fine line, you know, I've been told over the years, like when I was growing up, it's okay to add something, but you know, you kind of have to find it like, cause each casting director is different or some like you to improv, some don't want you to improv like someone, you know what I mean? Like has that, was that a struggle for you in the beginning to now? Or, you know, you were like, I was always oh, yeah. like this.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, but I struggled with it a lot. You know, the thing about it, I think John and Heather both kind of nailed it, was relaxation,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and how you play. And it's like, people think, like, I I mean, maybe this is just, I don't know. I, I, hear, I hear people used to say that to me all the time. Just, you know, you just got to relax. And I'll be like... Okay, but how the fuck do I relax? What do you, you mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally fucking relaxed. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like if I get this,
2: it's whatever. gonna change my life. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, big yeah,
1: deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no big deal. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Deal. yeah. totally, exactly. Or like the you know, leading lead, lead 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 a television series. Yeah. No big deal. Six year contract. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. This, this yeah. Fine. You know, it's like, dude. Like I, you know, yeah. I, I think that like what I've real, what I've discovered is about relaxation is this is what i love about fighting like you're in a situation where there's a person who's punching you in the face okay this is what i love that's what i got yeah you know they're punching you in the fucking face and. You have to be relaxed? Right. We're like, really, yeah, Right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. And you voluntarily you know, walk into this. you chose You probably paid for put on a it. fucking cup. Yeah. You put on a, you know, yeah. you put on some gloves. And you're physically. So, I mean, dude, a three minute round is like running a fucking mile That's front. Small. It is hard. Like, I don't care how great a shape you're in. It is physically exhausting Mm -hmm. and you have to be so present and aware so basically you have to be relaxed well the only way to find the relaxation in that situation is with a fuckload of pressure you have to be under the heel of that pressure repeatedly before you realize like, okay, being tense is not going to help me in this situation. Why? Because I just got punched in the face Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. two seconds ago and I was tense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you'll be in there with some killers and you know, you're getting hammered on, right. Especially when you're tired and you can't protect yourself. But once you get into that groove and you really just kind of let it go and you get, real comfortable you start to see the world it's phenomenal like you'll see like okay he's going to drop his hand right here and i'm going to come right over the top and i'm going to nail him as soon as he does it why do i know that because i can see him shifting his weight you know it's wild well, so the other can, side
2: of this too is that you're relaxed mm-hmm. but then you have to go instantly aggressive
1: mm-hmm. that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's all and it's the the principles they rely i mean they really do cross-pollinate in these situations
0: god you and, just made me want to do you know, boxing yeah, yeah I
2: like,
3: took,
0: like every actor just signed like, up for boxing yeah. classes.
3: yeah i remember i took <laughs> rava in in college i remember the first time i got hit in a sparring and i was like in the, the girl it was just funny because she couldn't believe she hit me because i was stronger than her and she was like <gasps> Yeah. And then I went like this and the coach is like, don't stop, don't stop. You didn't, butt. and I was like, As I got, I started going. And like, like you said, in that moment, and then she was like, oh my God, okay, I'm sorry. It was so funny because, you know, we were learning how to spar, but like, you're right. Yeah. Like in the moment, it took me like, hold on. Like I had to like really get in and and I started seeing so much clearly, yeah. you know, in that moment. I actually yeah. felt like that
0: watching you reel in that marlin at the end of Blue Miracle. You were just so oh my God. like, oh like so much strength was happening while also just being so intensely emotional but all in under there you know thank you how did you get the audition for Blue Miracle
1: funny enough like um, I was put up for a supporting role on that there was a manager who is Javier Chapa and he's the executive producer of the movie and I've known Javier for like 20 years And I was out here, and he wanted me to sign with his new management company. And I was like, man, I'm your friend. I don't want to do that, whatever. And as a friend, he was like, well, I'm producing this. My big film I'm producing is this movie called Casa Hogar. And, um, you know, your schedule, like you'd be able to do a week for this supporting role, blah, 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 blah. It shoots in the Dominican. And I was like, uh, yeah, man, we'll send me the script, whatever. And I was here in LA shooting Mayans, and I went to Austin and he, and I called him after I read the script and I was like, wow, I was really moved by the script and I said, yeah, man, I, I I'm in and he goes, awesome. Go meet the director. He lives in Austin and his name is Julio Quintana." And I was like, okay. So we went down to, um, this restaurant in Austin and he and his wife, his wife is one of the producers.
2: I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, we went to Chewy's where I used the bus table.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I took him to Pure and I made him a smoothie. Um, I wish, but we sat down and they brought their six month old little baby girl. Right. And you know, they're new parents, you know? And so I don't give a fuck what anybody says but i think dudes also have like
3: that maternal but yes, but yeah mm -hmm, they do a hundred
1: percent i mean like i see a kid and i'm just like huh? you know like it's crazy you're You're all you're all gooshy
0: your heart melt you started lactating (laughs) i
1: started lactating my shirt got all wet it was weird and um
0: and uh johnny's all all. my milk came in (laughs)
1: It was crazy. My boobs were so sore. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's, that's right. the things we say. Yeah, yeah That's
1: yeah, right. Yeah. So I, we sat down and we were having this meeting about the project. And I just, I had this little girl and you know, they were so hungry. They had, they had not gotten a lot of sleep. And so I had their, their, I was like, can I hold the baby? And they're like, yeah, you know, of course. And so I'm like holding the baby. And she's just like, dude, I was mesmerized by her. And I just paid attention to her and like occasionally answered a few of their questions or whatever. And then they ate. And they were so appreciative.
0: And they're like, oh, right.
3: They finally have time to eat.
0: Yeah,
1: and they exactly. were like,
0: Papa Omar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Dude, I left that meeting and I called Javier and I was like, dude, I'll push a broom for these people. They're amazing. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well, Julio's calling me on the other line. I'll call you back. He calls me back. Javi calls me back like two weeks later. And he's like, there's something in the works, you know, just stand by, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, bro, later, you know, I'm shooting Mayans, you know, riding motorcycles. And, um, (laughs) uh, ride motorcycles (laughs) holding babies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Um, dude, yeah. So I end up, I end up getting, you know, getting an, you know, Julio said that, Javi told me that Julio called him after that lunch meeting and was like, that guy's not my supporting character he's my lead that's my lead and so they had to you know do some stuff with the the studio and the and the the money people and ship things around and and then you say
2: some stuff they had to fight Mm -hmm. they had to fight for Mm -hmm.
1: they had to massively fight yeah because they already had an actor attached
0: oh really
1: yeah Yeah, and so, um, they got the green light, and at at the same time, I was being uh, offered a a series regular, like three year contract, six or six year three year contract with an HBO show, and I had to choose Uh -uh. between that one or the other or or the show. Ding
2: ding ding! Round three.
0: How? <laughs> I mean, now we're welcome to okay. chapter three. What the yeah. fuck? What did you do? How did you? Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, did well, it, was like, well, how did you make, make that, that decision? decision? <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? Also, can we just talk about the power of in the room? Right, you're not going to get that from a self tape. Right. This lunch meeting, he had this impact,
3: yeah. which is what we've heard quite a bit, right? Like having the one on one moment a difference
0: of like. Getting Huge. to know a person in three dimensions. Yes. So Huge. you. So what? and I've
1: i very rarely even talked to him in that. Like I talked to him a couple. We didn't even talk about the film. We didn't talk about shit about. Oh, you business. just stared at no, his baby. Talked and about, they ate. He about he got to know you. He kid. was like he was like we need yeah. someone on set
2: to
3: exactly. take care of the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: In <laughs> in I, I haven't 18, eaten in six like, weeks. We need <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Right. yeah.
1: That guy right there. He's the only male babysitter. <laughs> all yeah.
0: So it was how, amazing, how did you how did yeah, you how did turn you... down an HBO series for three years? Like,
1: well, um, I hold up in an Airbnb. I had okay, so so one thing led to another, and um, the casting people for HBO and and the producers, uh, Javier in particular, found out about what was going on and that and so WME got the studio got really nervous and they were like, he needs to make a decision like by Monday. And um, I had a weekend to think about it. And Mm -hmm. I hold up in this Airbnb because I wasn't living in LA at the time yet, but I hold up it in this and I was shooting my eyes. And so I held, I hold up in this Airbnb over the weekend and I fucking wrote and I cried and I wrote and I cried and um, I just, knew that I had to make this like my whole life brought me to this moment to tell this story um and so I called my agent on Monday and I wrote a letter to the casting people, and um I sent it to my agent he read it and he well he actually called me and he was like he was like. In tears, like he didn't know my story really, you know. So, but he was in tears over this this letter that I and he was like crying. And then I remember distinctly in the middle of that conversation, he stopped crying for a second. He's like, "But fuck that money would be great."
0: <laughs> I bet he did. He's like, "There goes my mortgage." Oh, oh. yeah. yeah. That's cons- those so, are considerably uh, different yeah. contracts. Yeah. Got it. Oh
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Time. Like couple million
2: dollars right
3: yeah right oh, yeah. three
2: years yeah. did okay let me you don't have to say the show is the show still going was it successful or yeah it? did it It went it? for
1: it went it was successful for two years okay
2: okay
0: right. and would yeah. that have been a lead yeah. role would that have been a breakout moment for you
1: i don't know um um i don't the the character was the love interest of the lead girl okay um euphoria
2: was really so good.
0: yeah <laughs>
1: It was amazing.
2: I mean, you you skewed a little old for the for the yeah, but, but you know the other guy did good.
1: Yeah, I, we, nobody saw nobody saw the success of Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, right. Um, I mean, it was all right. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. It was it game of Game of what? It was an what interesting thing. So you chose, Game of huh?
0: You chose Who? water and being on a boat with Dennis Quaid over. But I mean.
2: I, I guess without getting too personal, was it, it was the story, it was the writing, it was the, the journey and your journey and that, that was the moment of truth for you. Yeah. Yeah. That
3: makes sense. Like older, yeah, for, and your and heart is over. Yeah. Yeah. I the feel kids, like
2: Yeah, yeah. My,
1: it was my story. Exactly. I yeah. chose my heart. Your like heart I took literally chose yeah. my and heart.
2: And it goes back to like how can I be most impactful with storytelling and, and, and tell story to yeah. people and yeah. That's right. Yeah, full circle.
1: That's it's right. why i do what I do. You know yeah. what I mean? It's why I came to you know. And what's fucking cool, man, is like, and it where was you it,
2: it was wildly successful too. I mean, Blue Miracle was wildly successful, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I
0: can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was top about ten it Netflix.
2: Like, it did really, really well. I mean, I know a little bit about about it. Yeah. it did really well. About got the, like behind the scenes, 90 million downloads, ninety million. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. but um, yeah. I it was an interesting experience. It was a fucking great experience. Well, it's been really great about that experience. So for me, two things. Um, one, I recently found out it, that movie. It, oh, it's, it's been out for almost three years now, I guess, and it it was it's directly responsible for raising over a million dollars for the actual orphanage. Oh, I love. Which we just found out. Um, um, and the other thing was. The, people, the guys, like when I was in New Mexico shooting flaming Hot, I was with this other big actor named Emilio, and people recognized us from Mayans. Uh, and they would come up and, you know, they'd give respect to Emilio. And, um, and then they would look at me and be like, bro, like these Mexican dudes. And like, this one guy, this one guy in particular was like, bro, like, I didn't know that a Mexican a dad could be vulnerable or it's good to be vulnerable the way omar was vulnerable with his kids and i was like oh, oh yes
2: <laughs> that. <laughs> that, I mean, that i mean that's that, that, that's, that's your that, that's you thing. are the elephant man.
0: that's the thing
2: you are the elephant man
0: and i have to say uh that uh, <laughs> yeah. oh my god Um, You know, personally admitting, I hadn't seen the movie. And so I started watching it a couple of days ago. And then I didn't get to finish it until this morning. And the thing about it is, is that like, I was having a hellacious 24 hours, like my dog tore his pads on his paws, and I'm like doing triage. And then I get a call from school that my daughter's throwing up. And I mean, it's just like the wheels come off. And I was just stressed and really upset. And I was like, I got to go do a show now. And then I was like, but I got to finish. And I watched like the last 15 minutes and I was just like, that made me feel better. Like it (laughs) literally made me feel better. And I was like, I'm so grateful to that moment that this thing swooped in and lifted up my heart and I felt levity and I felt like you can't help it. I don't know what that thing is. We all have heard that story a million times, not in particular, but, you know, oh, they're not yeah. going to get the thing and then they get it. Yeah. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to get it. But still, it's like the music swells and the thing and you're just like, yes. And I mean, that, that's exactly what happened for me alone on my laptop, you know, in a rush in a like shitty state to like get my life together. And I was like, thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> thank you heather for the residuals thank you um, <laughs> yes your your two pennies are on the way yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so question to you guys speaking of thank you very much that was very beautiful thank you that means a lot to me for for that i, I you forget you know you don't get to witness it
0: right. you don't right. get to bear witness it's not like live theater yeah. right
1: right um, how are you guys doing, you know, with all of the strikes and the lack of opportunities out there and the industry being shut down? I know, I mean, John is like a fucking powerhouse, you know. He's so just it's
0: rolling, like, rolling along.
2: Yeah. It's no, I mean, no, like, it's, it's, it's affected everybody mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I mean, we have, to, you know, there are, independent productions going, it didn't affect the commercial contract, so we can still do commercials. So it's just studio stuff, you know, which isn't a huge, we yeah. do, we do mostly independent. So hasn't been, you know, yeah. we had, the exorcist was done before. So that was our big studio movie. And so it hasn't, it hasn't, um, I mean, I think, I think it's, uh, it's effect. It's, I see the effect that it has for sure, but independence kind of getting a moment where we we're, People that's their only outlet. People have now, so it's kind of it's kind of nice because we're getting some stuff made.
0: Yeah, it's definitely starting to hurt. Uh, <laughs> um, but when it first rose up, I was having like what I kind of felt was like my own sort of me too moment because I was living in Austin. I was raising a kid and I was still trying to make a successful career out of being an actor. And the last five years, I kept getting these contracts or I'd get a show here and there. And I kept being like, why isn't this enough? This isn't enough money. Like this might be I mean, reoccurring this,
2: roles and like, reoccurring
0: yeah. roles. Like not even, you know, like we've gone from guest stars to now reoccurring, which back in the day I would have been like, OK, I'm going to be OK for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And instead I was like, yep. it's only a thousand dollars and like I'm only going to shoot one day. Yep. And then the residuals are just nothing. And I was like, why isn't right. this working? And I thought it was me. Like I thought I just didn't get successful enough fast enough. And. I needed to get that series regular. I needed to get that lead role or whatever. And I thought it was just me. No, it's not just- and then all these people started coming out of the woodwork and <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, no. So me being freaked out about these contracts paying less on the day, the residuals being just yeah. horrible, if not non-existent, this isn't sustaining yeah. me. Like I'm not going to be able to uh, be an actor that exists in this industry because it's, I right. can't, I can't, Feed my family. Right. So it felt really, it felt kind of good. It was like, oh, there is like when she, the B girl in that movie, in that music video shows up on the island and there's all the other B girls and it's like, oh, oh, there's more of us. We're all, oh, oh, great. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. It felt really
0: empowering to me, you know, that we actually did it. We actually went on strike and we actually said, listen, fuckers like let's yeah. get real like you have to yeah. at least pay us enough to eat mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah Andra?
3: no no i i mean the the thing is <clears throat> i i feel like sometimes for me it, what i've kind of noticed is like maybe regionally it's it shifted back to where like i'm only getting uh audition here and there but then like when i went to the southeast i was getting a lot more auditions regularly and then you know life having COVID hit and i came back home and then it was dead and then all of a sudden boom i was getting all these commercial auditions back to back back and i'm like oh cool they're sag mm. and then it's like wait this is a low budget sag like a buyout i'm yeah, like what the what? Yeah. so you know i was thinking like okay if i get a good en- enough commercials under my belt i'll be set i'll be good like it was like back to back i was hitting and then like last year kind of died down and then is like yeah,
0: you, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, it's, I, don't yeah. Even, I don't know. It's right. You get like flavor of the month w- vibes, you know. Yeah. Like you can't help it that now they've moved on to this caricature or, or, or yeah. the type that they're going to cast when it comes to commercials, you know. And you can't get picked yeah. all the time. Yeah, and so you have right.
3: yeah swaths. It's like of the time one, where you don't get the, chosen. Yeah, the one show I got booked on, you know, when COVID hit, it shut the whole production down, and then they were scrambling trying to figure out, mm. you know, and you know, the one I got booked here in Texas to to keep it going, and then. There was talks of it coming back, but it didn't come back. And yeah. I saw yeah. one like one hundred and thirty dollar residual check. That's it since Oof. since that show came out. So I again, I I understand what you're saying, and it's a, it, that's why I say it's like limbo. It's like. Am I supposed to still be doing this? I don't know. And every time I talk about it, people are like, no, no, you know, you, no, you're too talented to just. And I I'm know. like, I get it. I, 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 I don't doubt that I'm talented, but um, I, I don't have opportunities to show the talent yeah. as much anymore. So, or
2: you're just volume of booking the amount of yeah. work that you would have to book, which is, is it, just inherently it's that, in the industry. Yeah, it's, you're like, not going to get that You're much. not going to get mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like yeah. you're
0: just, not in control of that. Yeah. and and, yeah. and people are fickle and sometimes they like your face and sometimes Sometimes they they don't don't. you know
3: and then i also feel like kind of what you're saying like you know we're not in the room here really um and the first time i was back physically in a room was last summer i was auditioning for a play and i felt so odd like i i just yeah that's where i started like that's my that's my stomping grounds and i just felt odd i mean the i got great feedback the the director wrote me this beautiful email um in it, it, the show ended up not happening anyway, but it felt good to like be in the space, yeah. right? And I was like, yeah. man, I kind of missed that. Um, but I've just gotten so accustomed to, okay, let me hook up my camera and then turn on the lights and then, all right, hopefully they like this. You know, I mean. Yeah. What are you doing with your
0: yeah. strike hours, Jimmy? What are you doing there?
1: So I sleep a lot.
0: You sleep a lot?
2: <laughs> he gets punched in the face. Yeah, and he gets <laughs> punched <it> in <laughs>
0: the face. Did you take up yeah. gardening? Yeah.
1: Nah, fuck, man.
0: no man. we you got, we got
2: you on a couple of things you
1: were down here working for a bit yep. yep, yeah yeah i just did a little thing with uh um i did a thing in in august or was it july yeah um for um this in houston that was that was fun i got some really nice feedback from that it was cool um i did uh, a little thing with the holden brothers those guys out there
2: in Austin. uh they
1: wrote a yeah, they wrote a part for me, which is really nice of them. Um, Hopefully
2: going to be in a video game soon.
1: Mm-hmm. Hopefully I'll be in a video game soon. Yeah, we'll see. I mean,
2: I don't I know. Saw the, I saw cr- that they put something out too about crazy. the video games though. Yeah, we're, they're going to send
0: authorization there's to us to strike. Against
2: video Against games. video yep. games too. I
0: mean, yep. Yep. honestly, I don't know what's going on negotiation wise, but that's another industry that the pay is really brutal for actors.
3: Yeah, I have an audition for video Well, Well, it's know. predatory
1: as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, as far as like what, what they, they do with. They take images. you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I heard about yeah. one guy who was like, saw himself in a completely different video game and was like, wait, what the. Like, I didn't do yeah. that. It, yeah. Yeah. It, it was
1: probably the ar- same article I read about, or maybe it's a different guy. I mean, but it was a guy I read about who got a call from a friend. And he was like, bro, yeah. my kids playing I'm this. Playing that, you. Is that the one time? Uh, yes, about?
0: Yeah. yes. I'm playing you. And he was
1: like, dude, that's awesome. And he's like, yeah, what game? And he's like, you know, I didn't realize you were in this game or whatever. And he goes, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, I didn't
0: realize you were in this game. And he's like, yeah, I didn't realize that was in next game. Yeah.
3: That's horrible.
0: Well, let's hope you actually book that video game job and they don't just use all of that motion capture they did on your audition. Yeah. Creative.
1: Yeah, man. That would be horrible. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, again, it's like, I do train a lot at at the gym. Um, I I did, I started this, I started doing this little uh, uh, construction thing for a little bit. Like it was not even like, I'm not like building stuff, but I, I can, but I didn't, it was for this roofing company. And um, it was like insurance claims and uh, hail storm. And I did it for like, Two three weeks mm-hmm. in Texas, um, because I just was looking, you know, and and I'm interested in the psychology of sales. So I think it's an interesting like
3: mm-hmm.
1: thing, um, but it's like it's like it's it, I think it's actually a Ponzi scheme.
3: Man. Oh really?
0: I think you might be right. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, hey, I've let's do it. Let's notes. do a doc. let's
2: go do a doc on it.
0: Yeah. Dude,
1: I'm telling you, dude, it's like all these guys, all these reps, they're making, you know, they got residential and commercial and they, and they, and the way that this thing works is that these guys, these reps, they go out, they've got apps and they've got geo mapping shit. And they kind of find swaths of like ale that's come down and damaged property. And so they'll target those locations and they'll go out and they'll knock the doors and they'll talk to people. And they basically are like, "Um, Hey, you know, in April there was uh, one and a half inches of hail here. And uh, I'm working with Mr. Jones down the street and we're going to, we're going to replace, or we're going to restore their entire roof. Have you had anybody taking a look at your roof? Has anybody done an inspection? And people are like, no, I got my own roof or whatever. And you're like, no, no, that totally makes sense. But, like I said, Mr. Jones is getting his done and you know, you
0: got to keep up with Mr. basically.
1: Jones. <laughs> yeah. And it's a free inspection. It's a $3,500 thing. We're going to do it for free. And we're going to, if we find any damage, we'll tell you where it's
0: at. We'll tell you how we can help you. You're going to find,
1: and, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, and you will damage. file your insurance claim. Mm-hmm.
3: I've
1: you actually know? heard and of so, this gig. Yeah, man. And people, and these dudes are going out. So all these reps are going out and they're signing up like, Multi million dollar, like one guy's got like a 50 million dollar deal and he would make 10% out of it according to this business, according to this company's like pay structure. So he's making 5 million dollars on this deal. Five <laughs> but here's the catch deal and nobody's quote. been fucking paid. <gasps> nobody's been paid. Yeah. Yeah. And so all this, like, all this work has been done, all this construction work has been done. From this company, but none of the reps are getting paid. They're getting like little draws here and there. I'm like, this is a fucking mafia. Oh. <laughs>
2: yeah, this is right in line with the doctor The doc that just came out, telemarketers. Uh, if you've seen that on HBO, it's great. I just saw that. Yeah, it's great. John, this, this, oh, John
0: it's so good. John used to work there, I think.
2: I did. I used to work at the telemarketer place. Can you believe that? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a scam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he he's on he's on he's coming out out of the dark side now. He's, yeah, he's on the good.
2: I mean, we well, do. I mean, were you like
1: smoking weed, not not. No, 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 no. It
2: was it was in L.A. and uh, it was you know. I mean, as er, as we're you're young, you're doing everything, mm-hmm. doing anything.
3: You're trying to yeah. survive, and you're
2: trying to get a job that allows you to go do auditions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
1: yeah, yeah. What's the craziest jobs that you guys have had?
0: Oh. You go. No, you go. No, I gotta you think, go. I gotta think about it. <laughs> crazy how? I mean, I, know, I, I Like, so as I far know, as crazy. things I, sold,
2: I do. I, I did knives and books uh, uh, soliciting. W- went into offices and sold knives and books. That was pretty hard. And then telemarketing. But, you know, walk in and be like, yeah. you interested in some cookbooks or some knives? No, you, oh, you can't be in geezer. here. You're soliciting. You're sure you don't want a knife? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: don't want to
3: buy a yeah. knife and a
0: cookbook? <laughs> I don't know about crazy, but My dad was in the topless industry when I was growing up. He, right out of- Like, Did you say topless? I did, yes. Like, strip joints.
3: Okay, that's what I thought you said.
0: So, when he graduated from college, he, when he, well, when he was in college, he was like the doorman, and then he was like the night doorman, and then he was like the bar back, and then he was like the day bar back, and then he was like the day manager and the night manager, and that was just like what he did. And so, at some point, I needed a job, and- he was like, Well, I guess you can wait tables. And I was just saying, Well, you're gonna be a waitress? N- yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna dance. No, I knew he was. But he was like, like it, yes. You can wait tables, I guess, the lunch shift. And so, you know, there's the yellow rose and there used to be a red rose, which I guess kind of reopened in a place that used to be called the dollhouse, which is where my dad first started working. Wow. So I used to wait tables for the lunch
3: shift at the red rose. That's funny. So it's i pretty good to, buffet. I don't think I have anything crazy, but I had I used to work, um, as a Section A case worker and I had plenty of clients who worked in strip clubs and they used to tell me all the time, and of course this is when I was younger and skinnier, but they were like, you know, you would make a lot of money oh, girl, if you come and work at of the strip club. Have you seen the landing strip? You know, they yeah. lot, and I'm like, I am not going to strip. And then of course <gasps> like, no, 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 no. I'm a waitress. You can still make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, mean, yeah. I wasn't yeah. even gonna lie, I did think about it because oh girl listen you don't 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 even even have to be young and
0: skinny okay cowboy linda she made (laughs) so much fucking money and i swear to god she she was was like straight out of the 90s so sweet straight out of the 1970s she had like this crazy like frizzed out hair really long and she would always come out she wore these big coke bottle glasses and she would come out and she would dance to dreamweaver so I can't oh, hear God. that song anymore. She'd have these fringe boots. She'd get on her head and do this like frog leg thing. I mean, it was like,
3: it was wow. it was a lot to take in. But yeah, I did. Wow. Hear that you guys could still make a lot of money. Good material. I mean, I waitress yeah. at a, a comedy club. That's I mean, not, I mean, the, yeah, it's not same. the same. I, I didn't make any money, but it's not <laughs> the same.
0: Jimmy, we could talk to you all day.
2: Yeah, we're,
0: but we're, we but we cut it. We're getting
2: uh, is this is this it? We're oh, getting, damn it. We're okay, getting we're long in like, the
0: thing. Yeah, like, I mean, you guys, over, you guys,
2: we can't say, but have something coming out hopefully soon, and so we can, uh we can, we can have another conversation when that comes out.
3: Yeah, let's do yeah. A, a follow
0: up.
1: Yeah, um yeah. I have so many more questions. I'm sorry, I, I, I monopolized the whole fucking conversation.
0: You're the no, You're, yes, great. you're supposed. You're to. supposed to. Yeah. You make the show. You're great storytelling.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: I wish we could just oh, sit here nice. and talk all day mm-hmm. and not have it have to be a show because. Uh, I don't. I haven't even gotten to know you this well. I feel like we talked once in a parking lot. Like I don't know what the yeah, context I mean, was. Same, same. At, at the but red just like, I was like, probably yeah. trying to
1: pick up on you. No, okay,
0: or get a job or something. Or like, can you get me your agent? You know, you were you were on the grind. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I sure. just, honestly, I just, I miss you. I love your face. I wish you Thank all the you. best. And um, you know, come stay for a little longer than a day next time. Yeah.
1: I most, uh, I miss you guys. I love John, obviously. We talk all the time. I think he's like my fucking hero. Really. <laughs> he is. Like, a I, hero. he's a, such a badass.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> no, are I'm amazing. Right. right.
1: Seriously,
2: Appreciate that, he really man. Is, yeah,
0: man. Thank you. you are amazing. Yeah,
2: I'm tired too. You're
0: I'm incredible. tired too, bro. guys. We're all we tired, all tired yeah. bro. Yeah, I love that you guys are doing it.
1: It's really fucking cool. Um, it, it, I have so many questions about this. This is where I want to talk about next time we talk. But yeah, let's let's
0: come on again. We'll talk some more. Yeah, it's alchemy,
1: different? alchemy, mm-hmm. alchemy. Very good to see you. I do remember you, Kendra. I do remember you. Do you. Now. I just the don't you remember. remember, remember Oh, yeah, okay. I just don't remember exactly where I don't
3: we want to say because you know met. I we when the camera cuts we could talk about it. Awesome. Yes.
1: Uh thank you
2: so much, ma'am. We Thanks, really appreciate Jimmy. it. Love you guys. Right, thank you, thank you right. guys for the time.
3: Enjoy. Love you.
2: Awesome. Cheers.
0: Our show today was recorded in studio by the good folks at Record ATX. Check them out at recordatx.com. Our theme music is produced by Jonathan Price. You can check out some of the sounds he makes with his project, The Mid-Cities, on Spotify. Follow, subscribe, and smash that like button if you see one. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.